Listen, we're going to be talking about, uh, uh, this is a third part series of Let Your Kingdom Move. And we want God's kingdom to move. Of course, part of moving is we're going to be moving from here. And we're going to be starting a fast really quickly here. And I just encourage you to get, uh, get plugged in, uh, of course, in a life group and also in praying uh, uh, and fasting. And set, set some time aside of what you plan to do during your fast. And let's believe God to move mountains. Amen? All right, then. So, again, we're going to be uh, talking about uh, praying and, and praying God's kingdom come. I'm going to give you just a few quotes here by different people about praying. Here's one. The one concern of the devil is to keep Christians from praying. He fears nothing from prayerless studies. Again, devil fears, fears nothing from prayerless studies, prayerless work, and prayerless religion. He laughs at our toil and mocks at our wisdom, but he trembles when we pray. That's by Samuel Chadwick. Amen? So the devil trembles when we pray. And not when we just go through motions. And here's another quote. If we want to see mighty wonders of divine power and grace wrought in the place of weakness, failure, and disappointment, let us answer God's standing challenge. Call unto me, and I will answer thee. And show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And so God wants you to go to him in prayer. And that's what prayer is, basically communication. Here's another quote by Corey Ten Boom. Don't pray when you feel like it. Have an appointment with the Lord and keep it. A man is powerful on his knees. Corey Ten Boom. And, you know, it's amazing that when it comes to work, we don't want to be late to work. We don't want to be written up, and we don't want to be known as a person that is late to work or not keep our uh, particular appointments. But I guarantee you the greatest appointment that we could have is our appointment with the Lord. And there was a, 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 a famous, uh, a famous uh, preacher, and he says, I have an appointment with the Lord every day from, I believe he said, 9 to 10, 9 to 11 he says, and I try not to violate that time. Wouldn't it be, what do you think God could do if each one of us here would take that time with the Lord every day? Or just 20 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes before you start out. How much more we could get accomplished if we take our things to the Lord? Not after we get started and everything's falling apart and then call on God. How about calling on God before we, before we even start out the day? Amen? Now, we all know the Lord's Prayer and in reality, people say, well, somebody once said, well, there, it's actually not the Lord's prayer. It should be the believer's prayer. All right. And uh, all of us know that our, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And uh, one of Joshua's uh, um, leading from the Lord to name it kingdom church is because we want God's kingdom in our lives. We need God's kingdom. And, and, uh, in the book of Romans, it describes what the kingdom of God is. The Bible says, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I said, the kingdom of God is not, right, it's, it's not to the things of this world, amen, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I'd like to challenge each one of y'all not to wait to go to heaven, but to live heaven out here on this earth. How many of us are going like, man, I just can't wait till I get to heaven. All these problems, situations, uh, uh, whatever it is, and when up there, I'm not going to have any problems. It's going to be super cool. Well, just let me let you know that when God has deposited his Holy Spirit within us, he's deposited the kingdom of God within us. And if you don't use it, you lose it. Oh, 
man, y'all are good, man. The sermon just got shorter, five minutes. <laughs> and so again, in reality, God wants us to experience him right here and now. And it's almost like an insult. I can't wait to get to heaven to see Jesus and hang out with him. Well, you can hang out with him right here and right now. And if you don't, it's, God already did everything that he needed by sending Jesus Christ to be on the cross for us so we can live victoriously. But part of keeping this kingdom up in our lives, it has to do with prayer. Everybody say prayer. And so again, when we pray God's kingdom come, amen, which what we're doing here is moving to uh, Crescent Park, is we're, we're praying for God's will. And it's always easiest to pray what God wants, not pray our own thing. How many times have we, have you prayed for something and you thank God later on that he didn't answer it? Some of y'all were thinking, man, oh, during the day, you know, you were dating that person. Oh, God, I just want to marry this person. And later on, after you don't marry that person, you, I, I, later on you look up, man, they was losers, you know. Man, at first I thought they were a, a, a dream boat, but they turned out to be a shipwreck. <laughs> okay, that's enough, Marcus. I get started here, right here. But again, amen, it is very important that when we pray God's will, you need to find out what God's will is and you get in. And let me just let you know, his will is so much better than your will. I mean, he's got this all figured out, all right? And we're trying to think like, well, yeah, hey, that sounds like a good idea. I mean, one of the craziest things, can you imagine this young man that went to shoot up El Paso over there? What do you think he's thinking in the cell right now? Man, I'm a hero. He's thinking like, uh-oh. Listen, and a lot of us have made not those drastic type decisions, but we've made something like that. Well, we're going to do this anyway because this feels good. How many of us, don't raise your hands, please, have done something because we think, hey, this feels good, and later on we think, uh, it wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. I see some nudging going on out there, all right? And so how do we bring experience this kingdom here on this earth? That's by inviting the Lord inside to come live inside of us. But once you do that, you don't just hang there, you nurture it. How many of y'all have ever planted a garden before? Did you just kind of throw some seeds out there and cover it up and water it every once in a while? Man, you're out there, hey, there's a bug on there eating this. It's going to eat my tomato, all right? And anyway, so you're nurturing it up, and maybe you cover it maybe a little bit with a, a, a mosquito net. What are you doing? You're nurturing it, and maybe you're throwing a little fertilizer. I don't really know much about them, but it's a good illustration, all right? And so what ends up happening, you're nurturing it. Why? Because eventually you want it to give some type of fruit. Well, let me just let you know, it's the same way with the Lord. You can't just come like Sunday morning and say, hey, I, 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 I read the scriptures on the screen, and I thought there were some good scriptures. That's my Bible reading for the week. Let me just let you know, if we're not careful, we're feeding physically, amen, our, our, our bodies all week long and our spiritual soul, we get one little snack a week. We want God to bring us a million type miracles with a nickel's worth of prayer. And then we get mad at God. God, I can't believe why this is happening. Man, what do you want for a nickel? <laughs> My parents tell me uh, it's, it's kind of like a little, little joke or a little, little story about how this guy got married. And anyway, uh, this is back in Mexico. And so anyway, so he got married and the priest come up. And finally, when he got married, uh, the man says, all I got is, 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 is a quarter, you know. 
And so he gave, the priest said, no problem. He says, Here you, he says, I'll take that. It's no biggie. And so anyway, three months later, and he says, you know that lady that, that I got married with? She didn't turn out good. And he said, well, what do you want for a quarter, man? <laughs> so again, what do you want? What kind of miracle do you want from the Lord for a quarter's worth of prayer? Now, let me just let you know, I, I stand up here with a suit. One day, you're going to see me up here without a suit. I'm working toward that. But... And so we kind of look up at them, well, you know, he gets up here, and, and, you know, he must be super spiritual and, and you know, everything. And poor brother Matt works with me. He's, uh, 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 he works with me, and uh, anyway, he hears some of my craziness. It's not always, like, real spiritual, you know. It's kind of off the wall, you know. But anyway, so we have a tendency to look up and say, well, you know, he's speaking from super experience, and he's got out there. Listen, man, I'm wrestling with, wrestling with it just like you. Time gets away, and so for us to say, well, we don't have time for God. Well, we got time to eat. We got time to sleep. We got time to go to the movies. We got time to watch TV. We got time to do all kinds of stuff. Listen, we need to make time to talk to the Lord so we can pray God's kingdom down here. Amen? All right. And so, um, anyway, we're getting ready to, uh, uh, to make this move. How we came in, uh, in contact with Crescent Park is we, uh, my wife still works out uh, at, at the Y. And anyway, so one day we had been looking for office space. The church had been in existence uh, maybe a couple of months or so. And my wife was across the street. And she said, I wonder, that uh, Crescent Park is a big uh, facility there. I wonder if they could maybe lease us out some office space. And so she walked across and she started visiting with somebody. And through some connections, we ended up with some office space at Crescent Park. Huh? I trained her well, didn't I? <laughs> Yeah, and so anyway, and so we got we ended up with that there. Uh, uh, pastor Josh became uh, good friends with a pastor there, and they just started visiting back and forth. And uh, next thing you know, it God is orchestrating some things, and we're moving to Crescent Park. Can I hear an amen? And we're really excited about this new facility that uh, that we're going to be creating in there. Uh, it, it's going to be tremendously awesome, a good-sized room. I believe all of y'all will be a, uh, really enjoy that. But we need help along the way. So I just pray uh, we're probably going to need some more volunteers in the greeting and uh, uh, ushering. And so I just ask that uh, y'all jump on in and let's just get this thing done, all right? All right. But we don't just believe what has happened is a good idea. We believe it's a God idea. And I just pray that each one of us, as we're living out our lives, that we're not just thinking, hey, this is a good idea. Well, you've read the bumper sticker that says, you know what a redneck says before he dies? Hold my beer while I go do this. <laughs> and I, I pray that as we're, as we're living out life, we're not going like, hey, you know, hey, this is a good idea. I mean, all of us here have thought good ideas, but were they God ideas? Well, how do I know? You know, how does God speak to me? Well, let me just let, give, you, give you in a little secret. It doesn't happen because you spend 10 seconds with him when you're blessing the food. It's when you go before him in prayer. Man, God will start giving you revelations of, of what you need to be doing, what, uh, your response to the situation. So, again, we're talking about prayer, all right? So, what, uh, so this move, we want to pray that it's bathed in prayer. That when we go over there, it's just a fit. I guarantee you, we're, uh, it's an older generation. I believe uh, Pastor Josh has said that uh, the average age over there is 70 years old. And we're going along over here. I'd have to say that our average is 28, 9, 
uh, age. So we're looking at two different things. So we're going to, I believe, shock them with all the energy. But amen, we're bringing God with us. Amen. Praise God. Okay, so again, what is prayer? You know, sometimes we have this tendency to, uh, to over, uh, overthink things, but basically prayer is communicating with God. Uh, prayer is kind of like visiting with somebody, of course, with respect, and uh, you don't think, well, you know, I'm just, I don't really know what to say. Well, God's not so much interesting in everything being so articulate, but that it comes from your heart. A story's told about one day that there was these, uh, there was this preacher and he was kind of a little arrogant and he was able to spout off these big words and and he's talking to the Lord and here's this guy here man he really doesn't he's not articulate can't put sentences together and he stumbles through his prayer but here's this preacher thou sell it, thou God the sellest sittest on the, the throne of heavens and anyway he goes on to all this great and awesome talk and anyway and finally the the guy next to him he, he, he stumbles about talk talking to the Lord, and, and anyway, and finally after the prayer, the preacher says, he says, you don't pray good. And, and the guy said, well, 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 I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to God. <laughs> Listen, go to the Lord, talk to him, tell him, and please don't always just start out like, God, I want something. How many of y'all come home, and sometimes your kids, kids meet you at the door, and you know, Dad, can I have this? Hey, how about a hug, you know? All right, hey, uh, hey, you know. And so when we go before the Lord, it's not always just asking. So again, uh, uh, prayer is communicating with God. Prayer is the ladder that puts us in the presence of God. There's some climbing to do, but it puts us in the presence of God. Prayer is your direct line to God. A while back, years ago, I had uh, the postmaster of Odessa was uh, uh, worshiping with us. He ended up moving uh, to the Austin area. And one day there was a... I think it was a shooting or something crazy. They were chasing some guy, and it blocked off some mailboxes, and the postman couldn't get to it. And so the uh, postmaster called me up, and he says, man, we really need to get to that post. He said, do you know the, uh, uh, do you, uh, not the sheriff, but the uh, police, the, pol the head police, chief of police. I said, you know what? I do. Like, I went to school with him, and I've got his cell phone number. He says, you do? I said, yeah, man. Mayor's? No, I don't have the mayor's number. And, and so anyway, uh, anyway, I gave that to him, and he felt kind of impressed that I had. And, and yet, each one of us, forget about the president or, or the governor, we got God's direct line to him. Whoa. Hey, do y'all remember years ago when the lottery was going on, and somebody, you'd hear a, woo-hoo, Somebody just won the lottery here in Texas. All right. Anybody remember that? Man, y'all are scared. Nobody remembers that on TV? Somebody, huh? Man, this is. But anyway, that was years ago. Probably some of y'all weren't even born there. Probably that's what, that's that 27-year-old deal, right? All right? And so anyway, and so anyway, y'all have a direct line to the Lord. Woohoo! This is better than the lottery. This is like going to heaven, being connected with him. And so, again, prayer is to the believer what breath is to the body. When, if you don't pray, your spirit dies. If you don't breathe, you die. And, uh, and so one of the questions would be here, why, why do we pray if God already knows everything? Well, part of praying to him is acknowledging him, allowing him to be where he is. Well, we don't have to allow him, but recognizing him where he is. 
I'm going to give you four reasons to pray. I'm going to give you four reasons to pray. The number one reason is that it's to develop a relationship with God. When we communicate with God, there seems to be a relationship. If, if you can think, some of y'all can think of your best friend. Think of your best friend. When you first met him, they weren't your best friend. But, but there was a special connection that was there with that special friend. And then a week passed or two, and then, hey, I like hanging with this person. There's some neat people. And, you know, a month goes by, and in two months, my wife has the ability to spread, uh, uh, to identify best friends right off. That's why when she saw me, she said, man, that's the guy. <laughs> Later on, she said, what? I don't know what happened. And so anyway, um, what happened? Something developed along the way. The more you're with that person, you find out their quirks, you see, you see their neat things about them. And, and that's what ends up happening when we pray and we talk to the Lord. We get to know more about him. We start feeling him. All of a sudden, the things that bother him start bothering you. You ever wonder why, like in a household, normally you either have Republicans or Democrats, you don't have the split Split ticket there. You know what ends up happening? Why? Because they, they're watching the same thing. They're communicating about the same thing. So guess what happens when we start communicating with the Lord? We start feeling after his heart. As my daughter puts it, we learn to love what he loves and hate what he hates. You know, one of the problems is, is why we, we kind of love sin and hang around sin a little bit more than we should. Because we're not as close to the Father as we should be. And so the challenge is here. Hey, we need to get close to him. I like Pastor Robert Martin. Anyway, you know who, who normally the wolf gets in the sheep pack or, or, or a different pack? The ones that are out in the perimeters hanging out on the outside. The wolf says, that's the one right there hanging out on the end. That's why it's important that we as Christians make our way to the very middle. Excuse me, excuse me. In case you can say, yeah, right here. If you get somebody, he's not going to get me right off, all right? And so again... Uh, the first reason to pray is we, and, uh, you could go all kinds of different ways with prayer, but the first reason to develop a relationship with God. Look at Jeremiah 29, 13 through 14 says this. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me and I will be found of you, says the Lord. And I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. And I will gather you out of the nation where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. God has a land for you. The the way this all comes together, that God puts you where you're supposed to, is when you seek him with all your heart. I like what it says. When you look for me wholeheartedly, you will, be, you will find me, and I will be found of you. Some of y'all said, I just can't hear the voice of God. Has anybody ever wrestled with that? I dare say every one of us here has wrestled. Man, where's God? Why isn't he speaking to me? One of the biggest reasons that we don't hear that is we're just so involved in the world system. Now, we're in this world, but we're not. Amen. Boy, y'all look good. Y'all look good. And so, but what we need to do is be closer to the Lord than closer to the, the world. And so, again, I mean, the first uh, reason to pray is to develop a relationship with God. What ends up happening when we pray is we're connecting our hearts to God's hearts. All right. Uh, the second reason to pray is to see changes. Does anybody need some changes in their lives? Come on, come on, come on, raise some hands here. Come on, as a testimony, God, I need to see something happen. I, I pray that as, not only during preaching, but when something like this comes up, amen. I'm going to let God know I'm not going to be, well, I'm kind of shy. Do we have any shy people out there? 
Oh, there's one right there. Hey, look. You know what is really wild? People are normally shy till they're shorted of change at the grocery store. I don't think so. You know, that shy person all of a sudden comes out of there. Hey, hey, excuse me. Excuse me. Listen, we need to, we need to, when we go before the Lord, we need to go, the Bible says boldly. Everybody say boldly. But it doesn't mean like cocky. Hey, God, what's going on? Hey, no, and we need boldly. He's my father. Is he your father? You've heard me say this before, but I've got kids. And, you know, uh, right now, Joshua's the only one that's not at the house. But he comes to the house, and he goes to the refrigerator, and he takes people's uh, of food that have waited for him. Hey, you know what? Because I'm his father. He goes to our house like he lives there. Well, guess what? I'm his father, and he can pretty much well have everything except those peanut M&Ms. Can I hear? I hide them. Thank you. <laughs> Usually when people bring something I like, like biscochos or, or, peanut, or peanut butter m and I hide them. Man, them kids will go ape over them, all right? So I hide them, all right? But again, that has nothing to do with the sermon. Okay, but anyway, what ends up happening, he goes into our house like that. He doesn't even think twice. He knows a combination. We need to be able to go into God's presence like that. God wants us to be bold. He wants us to ask for big things. We're believing for, we're not just believing for Crescent Park. We're believing for Odessa. Can I hear an amen? Come, let me just let you know. If you think that we're just trying to create another church system, you need to flush that out of your mind. We want to create, amen, a body of Christ here that is connected with other church bodies here and empowering them to become who they're supposed to be. All right, this isn't about Kingdom Church, New Life, Pastor Marcus, Pastor Josh. This is about people coming to know the Lord. Damn, boy, damn, damn. That guy says, they were saying, are you ready, pastor, to get up? I said, yes, I'm ready. All right, all right, all right. Okay, that's enough, that's enough. You know what, I'll tell you something funny about what happens in my life. I start going like that late at night, and finally I said, honey, you know what, I'm nauseating myself. I better just go to bed. All right, so anyway, so another reason to pray is to see changes. Spiritual, physical, anybody need healing? Anybody need a financial miracle? All right? Anybody need a relational? Anybody need salvation for your family? All right? Well, God, I'd like for you to save them. How about some prayer? Get down on your knees and pray till that happens. All right? Amen. Another reason, amen, our church needs the Lord. Amen. Our nation needs God. Other nations, organizations, spiritual and non-spiritual need God. We can make a difference. You can make a difference when you pray. We need changes to happen in our enemies. You know, a lot of things have happened to me over the past, uh, uh, this past year, but I don't have enemies. There's only one enemy that I have, and that's Satan. Other people, they're non-players. People say, you know, every time I see them, my blood just goes up. I just... I look up like, man, I ain't got time for you. I've got great things to do for Jesus. Amen. I've got to pos- think positively instead of negatively. You ain't, you ain't got enough time, uh, memory space in your brain to waste on something negative. Amen. You know why you got a small rearview mirror and a whole windshield in front of you? Because, amen, bigger things are coming than what has happened in the past. Amen. All right. All right then. Luke 6, 27 through 28. 
My wife says, did you bring your big print Bible? I said, honey, I did. <laughs> and it says here, but to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Be good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray, though, pray for those who hurt you. Hey, let me ask you this question here. Has anybody ever really prayed for your enemies? God, I pray that you will bless them, that their eyes are open. Pray that, amen, that they're so blessed that they recognize that what they did was wrong. Man, normally I remember being in a nursing home and there was Sister Dorman, little old Sister Dorman, just loved the Lord. And I'd go in there and we'd sing to him and read the Bible to him. And anyway, one day she said, Pastor, somebody stole my hairbrush. And anyway, she said, my, uh, uh, says, my roommate says, you need to pray that their hair falls out when they use it. She said, no, 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 I'm going to pray that the Lord had just blessed them. Some of y'all have had some hairbrushes stolen. Some of y'all have had some bigger things stolen out of your lives. And you know what? You're stuck. I can't go on. My goodness, you can't hang on to the, to the past and hold on to the future. Well, you just don't know what they did to me. So you want to get stuck there? What, you don't think God can replace what has been stolen from you? Some of y'all have gone through divorces where your spouse did you super dirty. Well, I just can't get on. Let me just let you know, God's got better things. I was going to say somebody better. You better check with the Lord if, if, if that's supposed to happen. You don't want no shipwrecks around here. You know, right? All right, then. So uh, to develop a relationship with God is one reason to pray. Another one to see changes. And the third one is to show God how desperate we are. Are you? When we pray, we show God that we're desperate. Look at James 5, 16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest, earnest, everybody say earnest. Earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. We need to get desperate. How many of us have got desperate concerning, amen, our family situations, our marriages, our finances? Man, I'm just not making it with the money that, you know, I'm making right now. Well, get desperate and, and listen to Dave Ramsey and quit spending all your money eating out in different places. Not about that here right now. But anyway, you need to get desperate. Uh, I, tell, I told a story years ago about how I was working in Andrews years ago as a carpenter, and there was an open field, and, and we're working on There's some brick layers, and all of a sudden this guy calls out, La Migra. In other words, the immigration is coming, and they're fixing to, to, to see if anybody there is illegal. And I saw this chubby guy just... Barely running out to the field like that. I want to holler, dude, if you don't run any faster, I'm going to tell them where you're at. <laughs> Let me just let you know, we've got to get desperate, amen, with the Lord to see God do things, all right? He needs to look down here and say, man, Marcus is desperate. He wants to see things happen. And let me just let you know, yes, I've got problems like you do, if not even bigger. And amen, as I look at my wife, honey, I want to get desperate and doing things better. Can I hear an amen? Come on, girl, that was your chance to shine. Amen. <laughs> All right, then. But when we pray in desperation, we catch the heart of God, and he hears our voice. Our prayers show how desperate we are. Do you remember when Jesus was passing through Jericho? There's two blind men sitting by the road. He's coming along with a whole bunch of crowd around him. 
Messiah, Messiah. They start, he starts hollering. And anyway, there's a big crowd, but they hollered even louder. They, he stopped what he was doing because he heard their cries. Some of us are whispering to the Lord, heal me, heal my marriage. God, you know them crazy kids you gave me. God, just touch them. Come on. Do you, you need to pray over them at night. You need to slobber over them in prayer and say, you know what? I'm believing God is going to move mountains in their lives. Come on, you need to do that before they even grow up. That's how, I mean, and I do not have perfect children. Believe you me, if you hang around with them very long, you'll find out they're imperfect like the rest of us. But I want you to know we prayed over them. We, we sought the Lord. And yes, daddy has made some mistakes, but they've also seen daddy pray. You need to pray over your children. You need to pray over your mate. When you leave the house, you need to pray for your mate as you're driving off. You need to pray for your boss that you don't like, all right? You need to pray for your coworker. You need to just pray. All right, okay. Remember that lady that had an issue of blood that was flowing out of her? Most of us have heard the story. Amy, and she had gone to the doctors for 12 years, spent everything that she had, and uh, anyway, she still wasn't getting healed. She said, the only thing I left to do is I got to go touch. So somewhere along the way, she touches the hem of his garment, which is the bottom part. You know, you, I mean, she didn't just walk up and said, hey, Jesus, I'm going to just touch you like that. Somehow he got, she snuck in through the crowd and touched the bottom part of it, and she got healed. She was desperate. And Jesus says, uh, uh, who touched me? And then the disciple says, uh, <laughs> Jesus, like, man, there's all these people around here. What do you mean, who touched me? Who touched you? He said, I felt something go out of my body. That was somebody had faith and was desperate. I dare say we don't have what we really want from not only the Lord but for our lives because we don't get desperate. And finally, the last one is to release our burdens to God. We go to the Lord to release our burdens to God. Don't worry about it. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So you, instead of worrying, you're going to pray. You're going to tell God what you need. And then you thank him for what he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So we must learn to release our burdens to the Lord. Now, we are known as what kind of animal in the Bible? Here, that's a, that's a, that, that, that's a little sign there. Not a goat. That's a lamb, a sheep. But have you, you know... Uh, have you heard of pack mules? Have you ever heard of pack sheep? You ever heard of sheep carrying stuff? And as sheep, as, as, as Christians and as sheep, we're not supposed to carry stuff. We're supposed to bring it to the Lord. We, if we pray correctly, we will transfer our burdens and problems into the Father's hand. He loves you. He cares for you. Man, my kids can come to me in almost anything. Of course, I'm an earthly father. I'm going to have to take care of them. Here they are again. Need some more money. Here they are. They're right in the refrigerator. Here they are. Guess what? Hey, man, I love doing things for them. Mostly. They're going to use this against me. Dad, you said that, man, you love doing things for them. Well, not. Man, I, just, I just told them that, honey. <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> okay. 
Amen. Let's all stand right now. But God wants, God can take all of your problems, all of your burdens. He can take all of your problems. He can take all of your burdens if you hand it to him. Some of y'all are here today with some problems, burdens, and situations. You know what the sad thing is that, that is here? And this is up front. One of, the, one of the sad things is some of y'all are going to leave out with the same burdens. We're going to ask for you here in a little bit to give your burdens to the Lord, to, to, to reach for the Lord, to pray more. And we're going to open up this front. And some of y'all will come. Some of y'all say, you know what, man, I'm going to show God that, hey, man, I'm for real, that I'm desperate. And others just say, well, man, what are people going to say if I go up? Are they going to think like I, I stole something or I did something? Or, man, I just, does it really matter what anybody thinks other than God? Father, we come to you, and Father, we, uh, this is just a little, a little teaching on prayer, Lord God. Father, it's to develop a relationship with you, to see changes in our lives, to show you how desperate we are, to release our burdens to you, Lord. And Father, let this be just a, a launching pad for a great time that we're going to spend every day with you, a quiet time to hear your voice, to train ourselves to hear your voice, Lord God because you're speaking. Father, we really can't pray the prayer, God, speak to me, because he's already speaking. And we're just not listening. Father, we're so in tune with the worldly sounds that we're not. And Father, I just pray this, this morning here, God, that there's a stir in God that Kingdom Church is not just about a church building and an organization, but it's about your kingdom. And so, Father, we, uh, uh, we come this morning, God, and I pray that there's a stirring going on around each and every one of us, that there's a boldness, that there's something rising up with inside of us, Lord God, that we're not going to walk out the same way. Not because of what I said, Lord, but the conviction of your Holy Spirit. Amen. If there's, amen. We are out here. And there's some changes that need to be made, and you need to be bold about it. And we're gonna just, we're just gonna ask you, Amen. If you said, "Man, I, I, I've got to make some change. I've got to see something different," I'm just gonna ask you to come to the front. Nothing spiritual, really, about this, but you're doing something about putting some feet to your action. You just say, "Man, there's a miracle. There's something in particular that I need to see God do." There's something we need to get bold about and say, "Amen." Get out of our comfort zone. Jesus, I need something. I know the biggest thing I need is I need to pray. I need to seek you, Lord. And we just pray that there's a convicting power of his spirit reaching down. The Holy Spirit is calling you, says come. Not just here, I'm talking not just up here, but I'm talking about come into his presence.